0: Okay, so we're going to pick it up from the bottom of Tazayin Amid Bez. The bottom line is a very famous Gemara. The Gemara describes Ketzad Tan Rabanan. Ketzad Merakdim Akala. Right, it's hard to say without singing it. But Ketzad Merak How do you dance before the Kala? Right. How would they dance before the Kala? Um, now, I don't know if this is Dafka Basula. Just in general, what would you say in front of the Kala? So it's a famous Gemara. Bishami Oymer Says. Go to the next page. Kala They will praise the kala for what she has, which is find specific things about the kala. And if she doesn't have anything, then just don't say anything. no no Every kala is called a beautiful and charming kala. So I'm to So be said the What if she's not charming or beautiful? What if she's lame or blind? no You're going to say kala no bechasuda. You're asking us a lie. It's a lie. So according to you, if someone were to buy a purchase that was not a good purchase, should you ridicule him or pump him up? He bought it, and it should, he should be happy. Obviously, you should praise him. It can't. Meaning, therefore, if he marries a kala, all the more so if it's if she externally does not have the certain charm. You should be Mishabeach because the truth is every Jew deep down has certain akudas that, that are that are unique and special. So you say Kalanovachasuda. Mekana Macham you see from Basilla's statement La Te Daita Shalod that a person should always be compatible and be be uh, to to be positive with people. It should be able to work with people well. And that's what Basila was able to see that you have to be able to Mishabhakal, it's important. Kyasar of Omar mishu kami Rav Dimi came to Babel from Eretz Yisrael, and he says, "In Eretz Yisrael, this is what they would say. They would say to the kal you don't need makeup, Sarah, I and mean, not blush, pirchus, or hair braids. She doesn't need all these things, and she has, she has Khain, she has charm, even grace without all of these, you know, externalities." The Gemara says, mm-hmm. When the Rabbanu gave smicha to Revzera, Sharli they said the same thing. Like the Revzera doesn't need a big hat, and he doesn't need a frock, and he doesn't need all these externalities. A Gabbai, he's uh, there's a certain beauty and charm to Revzera even without all these things. When the Rabbanu gave smicha to Revami Revasi, this is what they said. "Kol min dayin, v'kol Anyone who's like these Rabbanim should get smicha. Loitis What we don't want is Sarmisen Uh V'loymin sarmitin. sarmisen are people that are false. They go against the truth. So uh, Rashi explains they, they uh, if you have a rov who distorts the truth, that's very dangerous. sarmiten sarmitin is a is a rag, like a like a towel. So Rashi explains that this refers to people who um who cannot properly explain, so just like a, a rag a lot of times doesn't clean properly, these rabbonim don't explain their shittas very well. Omri Law, and some say they said, <laughs> we don't want the chamisin, chamisin are people that withhold information. They they, they don't teach everything they know. You don't want a rov that, that withholds information. <laughs> Termisin was a type of bean, a bitter bean. So Rashi says he doesn't know what the explanation is. So Raman so explains that what it means is, just like um, uh, these beans are bitter, so too you don't want a rub who's bitter. So, so the Gemara says, When Ravavo would go from his yeshiva to the Kesar, to the Caesar's house, to speak to the Caesar, Nifkan the women of the Caesar's palace would go out, they would announce and sing to him the following, prince of his people, Umar bana the umse leader of his nation butzina din hira the great white. baruch masiyach lishlam you should come in peace amrulav aridim aniloi rav yidah ben iloi said about aridim aniloi shayinoytil batshal hadas and merakos min akala this is the source you know you have rabbanim that dance in front of the chasun kala rav yidah would take a hadas he would take a myrtle and he would dance in front of the kala amr kala nove chasuda and he would say that famous line of kala nove chasuda. Uh, Myrtle also is an allusion to Queen Esther, to Esther Hamalka. She's called a hadas, so, so to this kala, this queen is like a Esther Hamalka. Okay. Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak meraket atlas. Yitzchak would dance with three hadasim. That was his minute. He would juggle, I guess, three hadasim. Amr Rav Zera kamisal sabas. Rav said to Rav Shmuel Yitzchak, "You're embarrassing us. meaning you're a you're a rogue. You shouldn't be degrading yourself to juggle." But he didn't, obviously, Rav Shmuel R'Yitzchak did it for the Chosan and Caliph, for the mitzvah of Sameh HaChosan and Caliph. So he said, When Rav Shmuel R'Yitzchak passed away, a pillar of fire separated his his oran from everyone else to show honor. and we have a tradition, that we have a tradition that this fire only happens for someone who's one in a generation or two people in a generation. It's a very unique kibur. So this Rashum Yitzchak got this covet at his Levaya. They said by the by the Leshans Levaya, Levaya used to say that he, he saw a pillar of fire uh, above the casket. That's uh, so what he says. So Rebzera, who did not who was not a fan of the juggling, Ravzaira said, Ahani el That uh, there's three different versions of what he said. They all basically are saying the same thing, which is that the fire was due to the dancing. That because he was mesamech chasan so the first version was that shutisilasaba the elders' branch, meaning the hadlas. That's why he he was able to be zayicha. It was that schus that he was zayicha time of fire. and some say that he says it was the saba the Zokin's shtusim, meaning his foolishness, meaning because he 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 played and he juggled and he made himself look foolish. For the chasan v'kala was that schus. and some say with his opinion. They're all saying the same thing which is that it was all due to the dancing. Revachah markev lo'ekatv o'merakid. Revachah would put the kala on his shoulder and he would dance, which is a big sheikh chadish. And Amr Rabban the Rabbana said to him, Anon ma'al mevrahi, are we allowed to do such a thing, to have physical contact with the kala? So Amr le'i, idam in alaichu k'kshura For me, he says, this woman, I have zero, zero her. she's like a piece of wood. So if you want to, if, if that's the way it is, then it's motor, iloy lo'y, but if not, then it's a problem. So obviously no one is holding on this madriga so nobody does this and that's the whole controversy of of, uh, of uh, mitzvotans it has to do with this gemara. the gemara continues although you're not supposed to stare at women you're allowed to stare at the kala because when everyone the house sees everyone staring at the kala he's gonna say wow she's so attractive everyone's looking at her so it makes her more attracted to the chasim. But we don't paskin that way. You're not supposed to stare. It may be a glimpse. Okay, fine. But to stare at the kala we paskin is not allowed. Tan Another halacha. That if you have a... If they're walking the kala from her house to the wedding hall and, and the same street, there's a lavaya. The halacha is the lavaya should take a different route. The cover to the kala. We, we move the lavaya. But both the Kala and Levaya both move for a king. If you have a Jewish king who's walking with his, uh, you know, chariots and all that stuff, uh, they, they all have to d- take a diversion, a different path. The Gemara says, although a, a melech is supposed to take the road, but a, a, Gripas, a Gripas, was a king, and he was once traveling, and there was a kala with her people, and he took a different route. But, you know, he was moichel on his kavid for the kalas. So the Gemara and the Chalim were very happy with this. So the Gemara says, they praised him, they the what he did good. How was he allowed to do this? You're going to say, oh, he was moichel on his covered. and melech is not allowed to be moichel on his covered armor he should appoint a king that the King has to have fear upon his people they have to fear him and he's not allowed to be Michael so how could you how could they praise Agrippas? how was he allowed to do this the answer is parish the case of Agrippas, it was by a highway so it looked like he was just taking a different route because he needed to take a different route. I mean it, it didn't look like he was doing it to to be Meichel and his covenant everyone just thought he was taking a different route because he had to go a different place the, the, only the people that knew where he was going and knew that the road that he could have taken there was the direct way, fine. But because it didn't look that way, that's why the Chacham were shebech. But if, if it's clear that he was taking a step back because of the Kala, the Chacham would not be happy because Melech Shemachal K'voday Ein K'voday Machal. The Chacham would You You close down learning to go to Labaya. Now, what this means is, you're going to see from the Gemara. This means that if there's not enough people at the Levaya, and you're going to see, according to some opinions, for there to be enough people at the Levaya, you need six hundred thousand men. So basically, every Levaya, there's not enough people. You're supposed to stop learning to go to Levaya. So the obvious kasha then it's asks, then how do we ever have uh, yeshivas every day? Unfortunately, there's Levayas every day, so they should close down the yeshivas. So it says in Ziv, then Shilta's so that this is only true if you actually see the 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 the, the, the the nifter going, people are walking. You know, they they're, they're milava the meis. Just knowing there's lavaya in the city is not enough. But it says the gemara, you mivatul tamatayra, that's us. We stop learning for lavayas and for weddings. Amar laveri debari loy. He said, bari debari loy, that he mivatul tamatayra for for a wedding and for lavayas. Ba medz more. When is this true? Kisheni mekutzorcha. When is it true that you mivatul tamatayra? to go for Levaya when there's not enough people taking care of the nifter. But if there's enough people, they're about them, then it's not necessary. What's the definition of how many people go to Levaya where we say, oh, that's enough? The How much is that? 12,000 men, and 6,000 men blowing shifers. You need 18,000 men. If there's 18,000 men at the Levaya, then you don't have to go. Less than that, you have to go. On some say or Alfi say some say it's twelve thousand men, but amongst the 12,000, 6,000 are blowing shofar, so not eighteen thousand but twelve thousand. Ula Ula says that the amount of people is that it has to be that from the, the entrance of the town to the cemetery, there's a long line. Okay the taking of a Jewish soul is like it's giving when we were given neshamas by Har Sinai we, we were given the Torah and given neshamas at 600,000 so taken away 600,000 meaning you need to be 600,000 so this rule that there's an amount of people that once there's an amount of people you don't have to go either 12,000, 18,000, 600,000 this is only true for someone who studied Chomish and Mishnayas but he didn't teach it. Go to the next page. But someone who taught her or less There's no limit, and you always have to go to the levaya. Okay, fine. Let's go back to the gemara. The gemara says, If there are witnesses that can attest that she went out with an anuma, that means that it was her first wedding. She was a basula and her k'sub is two hundred. My Hinuma, What's an Hinuma? surcha bar Papa. Omar, Tenura It's uh, like a canopy. It was like a canopy that they would carry the bride out and they would only do it by Basulas., de It was a veil. The veil that uh, you know, like the Batekin, where they covered the bride's face in a veil that was a special veil that they would wear if they were Basulas. Rav and Mervierum says that the minigah his location was throwing grain. Tanopy, who there so the Gemara, the, the Gemara explains that all these Rai's were in Yehuda, in the place of Yehuda. Bavel, in Bovel, my, what would they do? So again, the Mishnah listed all these things. The Mishnah was listed, it was written, obviously, in Eretz Yisrael. So what were the Minhagim in Bovel? So the um, they the Mishcha, Reshit, the Rabbonim, rubbing oil on the heads of the Rabbonim. It's a strange minute, but apparently, that uh, Rashi says women would pour oil on the heads of the Rabbonim and rub it in. Obviously this is very strange because the rabbanim would get their heads rubbed in oil, which is strange. And also women would do it. It's a very strange minute, but that was what they would do. So the Gemara says, What, the, the, the men would get shampooed? Meaning, what are you talking about? You never heard of such a minute. says the Gemara, You didn't have oil poured in the rabbanim's head by your own wedding. No, it's a shame. You're missing out. There was a certain Rav, that he had a certain that his son got married. And some say it was Rab uh son got married to this family, or vice versa. And oil was rubbed in the rabbanan's head at the wedding. Okay, so these are all hugging for Basulas, what did they do to show the bride is a widow? Now. Meaning in Yehuda, in the Mishnah, there are like seven minhagim. So okay, so if she don't have those seven, so she's a basula. She's not a basula. She's an almana. In Babel, the only thing they would do is the oil. So well, how would you know if she's an almana? It can't be enough that they didn't have oil because I'm sure they didn't have oil at some locations. So the Gemara says, Taner of Yosef Armalta Malta less A widow's wedding, they didn't have any grain, parched grain. They were not not to serve parched grain at the wedding. Okay fine. Now, the last suya. The sujah is as follows. The Mishnah said that if Yeshua's murder, if Yeshua agrees to the concept called pesha HaPesha which means that if a person comes out of nowhere and says something incriminating and then to his own schos, and well, we didn't know anything about it. Either way, we believe him. So what was the example? A guy comes and says, this field that's mine, this field that I've been in for years, you should know, it was really your father's, and he sold it to me. So in the same statement, he said that it was the guy's father, so it's incriminating. And then he said, but he sold it to me, so we believe the whole story. We believe that it was the father's but we believe that he was sold to him. So the question the Gemara asks, why does he have to say that it was your father's and he sold it to me? Why can't he say it was yours and you sold it to me? Why can't he come to Bezin and say, You should know this field? It was Ruben's and he sold it to me. He say, No, this field is Ruben's father's and he sold it to me. Why do you have to say, the father's? Why you have to say the fathers? Why do you have to say that it was the fathers? Why can't you say it's his? So the answer is, I'll tell you why. Because this the end the last line of the Mishnah was that if Yeshua only is Maida, is only accepts his statement. If the incriminating information was offered by him meaning the incriminating information is it was that guy's father's and he sold it that guy's father's is the incriminating part let's say they know that it was his father's because they're witnesses so they are witnesses that come and says hey this is his father's he saw oh, he sold it to me no good because it's not pasha that's just you're trying to save things to help yourself but incriminating information was given by witnesses says the Gemara, we had a question why do you have to say that it was the father's and then he sold it to me, why can't he say it was yours and you sold it to me, the answer is because the end of the Mishnah says if we know that it was the father's due to witnesses then no good that case has to be the father's and it can't be his, it can't be that there are witnesses that it was his, I'll explain why the reason why it has to say the father's and not the son's field, because the last line in the mission it says, if there are witnesses, that it was the father's and the guy says, yeah, but I bought it in and in and he's not believed. Now the Gemara wants to explain like this. What exactly is the case? Let's go by, this is true by the father or the son, either way. There's a rule in Baba Basra um, it's called that if a person stays in a field For three years. Once you're there for three years, we assume that it's yours. We assume that after because the the chazal understood that it's hard to if you buy a piece of land, it's hard for you to hold on to the deed for more than three years. So you have if you're in a land for three years and no one has given you a hard time, we assume it's yours. So in this Mishnah, where the guy comes and he says it was you know, you should know it was the father's or it was yours. What exactly is the case? If the guy's been there for three years, then you don't need, then it doesn't matter, he doesn't have to claim it, we bought it, witnesses, no witnesses, it is. If he hasn't been there for three years, then even if he says that it was the father's, why can't, why can't you, uh, why can't you disagree? The Gemara says, hey what exactly is the case in our Mishnah? If he's been there for three years to establish a Chazagah, then it says that he should be believed in all scenarios and if he hasn't been there for three years then of course in the last case of the mission he's not believed what's the last case the last case is that there are witnesses that says that it's that it would belong to Reuven's father and he says yeah but he sold it to me if it's within three years of course he's not believed so therefore because there's a lack of clarity it can't be the fa- it had to be the father's case it couldn't be Ruven, right again the guy comes he says it was Reuven's father's and he sold it to me why couldn't he say it was Reuven's and he sold it to me? Because with Reuven it would be tricky. What exactly is the case? Was he there for three years or not? So, because it's complicated, we just go with Reuven's father. How does Reuven's father make it better? So the Gemara says, yob yob nami. Say, You, actually ask, you, you men, mentioned a good Shiloh, which is by the father also. The if he's been there for three years, then even in the case of the father, if their are witnesses, it says that it belonged to the father. But if you've been there for three years, it's yours. And if you haven't been there for three years, of course no good. So how does that make it better? The answer is, the reason why it had to be the father is because it's the following case. You find the following case by the father. The case is that he stayed for two years while the father was still alive. Then the father died, leaving the son who was under Bar Mitzvah at the time. And then he stayed in the year for one more year so he was there for three years but it wasn't three years by the father it was two years by the father and then one year by the son when the son was a kata under bar mitzvah so the chiddush and the mishnah is you might think that because he's been there for three years we should believe him even in the case where witnesses brought up the incriminating information no. We only count if it was three years by the father. Two years by the father and one year by the underage bar mitzvah son doesn't count. So the reason why it had to pick the father in the Mishnah is because it wanted to make that point clear. It wanted to make the point clear that if you stay for two years by the father and one year by the son, that's not enough, that's not enough to be a chazaka. As Ravuna said, We do not establish a chazaka by staying for years by the son under bar mitzvah. So, therefore, Rav Huna's statement is exactly what the Mishnah is teaching. So the Gemara says, The question is, is Rav Huna just coming to explain a Mishnah? The answer is, First of all, Rav Huna is spelling out an inference of the Mishnah. It's not like the Mishnah said it directly. He's He was sp- explaining it. Or he added that it's a Chiddush, the Chiddush of Rav Huna, that 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 if you stayed, if the son took over when he's under bar mitzvah, a chaza- that doesn't count towards the chazaka. And even if you stayed past he becoming bar mitzvah, it's still no good. Once you started at a time where there's no chazaka, it's no good. So the reason, so we had a question: Why did the mission have to be where he said Reuven's father? Why couldn't he say Reuven? The answer is because it wanted to clarify this point. It couldn't have picked Reuven because of Reuven, it would have been unclear. Was did he? Was he there for three years or not? By Reuben's father, the is he was there for two years. Then Reuben's father died. Reuben took over under Bar Mitzvah and the Chiddush of the Mishnah. That staying there when he was a cut doesn't count. So the Gemari just says one last point. We'll end with this. Why couldn't the Tana pick Reuben, not Reuben's father? And what would be the case? We asked the question, was he there for three years or not? Looking like Sha'ach L'shtayim B'Fanav. He was there for two years when Reuben was around. Ba'ach HaShlo'i But the last year, the third year Reuven wasn't there, Kunsh he had to run away. Meaning, why is it that three years is significant? Because if you're there for three years and the owner has not, uh, you know, given you grief and made a claim against you, that means that he agrees that it's yours. So what's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? Really, the case is where it's Reuven's field. And in the last part of the Mishnah, there are witnesses that come and say, hey, it's Reuven's field. And he says, yeah, but he sold it to me. And the Chiddush of the Mishnah is, we don't believe him. So he said, wait a minute, if he was there for three years, why don't we believe him? And if he wasn't there for three years, it's pretty posh. And the answer is, he was there for the first two years when Reuben was there. Then the third year Reuben had to run away. So the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that that doesn't count. Because he had to run away, he couldn't make a claim against him. So that doesn't count. So he didn't have three years of a Chazakas. Like the Gemara just says, wait a minute. So we wanted to know why couldn't that be the case. The answer is, Barach Mach ismai. The question is, well, he ran away the third year. Why did he run away? If he was running away because his life was in danger And therefore he couldn't make a claim From wherever he fled Let's say he was in Queens And he had to uh, run away to Florida and So we're saying that the third year He ran away to Florida So the third year doesn't count Well it depends why he ran away If he ran away because his life was in danger And he went into the witness protection So he couldn't make a claim from Florida I get it Then it's it's pretty posh Of course it doesn't count and, and if he's just running away because he owes people money, but they know where he lives, he just happens to live in Florida, but everyone knows where he is, then he actually should make a claim, he should protest. Because you can protest from a different location. So the reason why I couldn't pick him is, and say that the third year he had to run away, and the chiddush is that because he had to run away, it doesn't count. It, well, the answer is, it depends. If you had to run away for life, life-threatening situations, of course, it's passion. You didn't have the mission to tell me. And if you ran away for money, then why, why didn't he make a claim? It's not. How do I know that you could make a claim from a different location? The answer is, shalish there are three different, Eretz split up into three places when it comes to Chazaka. Again, Chazaka means that if you stay for three years and the owner doesn't protest, that means it's yours. So the Gemara is going to explain, the Misha says there are three locations for Eretz Israel. Yehuda, the areas of Yehuda, Eber A Yarden, the other side of the Yardin, the Galil and the Galil. Now what this means is, these are Eretz Yisrael split up into three parts, that if if a person was in one area and someone occupied the property in another area, it doesn't count, because the owner was not in that province. So Eretz has three provinces. the <laughs> the if, let's say, the owner was in Yehuda, but someone uh, took squatted in the property in the Galil or BeGalil, it doesn't count. Because you cannot make claims from one province to the other. From one city to the other, the implication is that you could. But you can't go from one from Yehuda to Galil or Galil to Eber v'avinaba. Now the Gemara just clarifies, I don't understand. From city to city, it's fine. But you can't go from the Yehuda to Galil. Why? I don't if you're able to protest, not in the occupant's presence, then I feel, Then why can't you protest from a different province? And if you feel that that's not good, you have to be in his presence, then I feel that even from city to city, from, from town to town, should be a problem. You know, city to city is fine, but you can't go from Yehuda to Galil. Why? I don't understand. The Gemara says, Really, you could make a, a protest not in its claim, not in its presence. And really, that's why you can go from city to city. So why can't you go from province to province? The answer is, when the cities are hostile to each other, and there's a lot of hostility and this fighting, then the halacha is, you cannot, because we assume that the protest, the, the word won't get back to him. Meaning, if you want to protest from one city to the next... That's fine as long as there's peace between those two cities. If there's no peace between those two cities, then we assume that the guy didn't find out about it and it wasn't a good protest. So so really from city to city, it's not so posture that you could. It depends if there's hostile. So why does it mention those three provinces? Go to the next page. Historically, there were always hostile areas to each other. So this is a proof that you could make a chazoka, you could make a, ha- a macho, not in the presence of the squatter. And that's why the Misha didn't pick him, it had to pick Rubin's father. All right, we'll stop here, we'll pick it up on Sunday.